Uh, yeah, let's 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 go for it. So I guess a bit of background. You today is the nineteenth. You launched Kine on the seventeenth. I launched Manful Garden yesterday, the eighteenth, and yeah, now we're in post-launch. Yeah. <laughs> how are how are you? Uh, good. Yeah. So this is this is my first time shipping a game, um, and I'm not too sure what to expect. So far, it hasn't quite hit me that I've shipped. Like. I know I've shipped mm -hmm. and it feels different, but I'm not quite sure how yet. Yeah. Um, the, the ramifications haven't, haven't fully hit me, I think. Well, I mean, part of it is you had people playing the game before, right? Yeah, we had a lot of people play. Yeah, yeah. And now you have a lot of people playing still. I think. Every time I launch a game, it's very different. And part of that's just I've been working in different scoped things. Sometimes I'm indie, sometimes I'm, you know, bigger. And I I don't know what you were expecting. Like, what were you expecting this to feel like? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't, uh... <laughs> man, I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, I, I'd spent so long. I, I think part of it was to get through such a long dev cycle, I had to accept that, like working on the game forever as a as a reality. Do you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like I had to come to terms and be okay with this thing taking a really long time and not knowing the end and just like staying in there that I never really thought about it finishing. I can see that. Yeah, you yeah. don't, there's definitely like, Okay, because I've worked on longer projects too, and you just get excited about each little task, and then one day it's done. Has it, but you're not really done though, right? Like you've got more support to do, like you've said. Yeah, and I think part of it too was we were basically informed that we were shipping on Friday two days before. We, we found out on Wednesday that we were shipping on Friday, so it all happened so quickly. All right. There's things yeah. you can't say about Apple, but I can because I know I'm close friends with three people that have shipped on Apple right now. And I know of two more people that are shipping on Apple Arcade. They are a very small team um, is struggling to communicate with the developers. And they are generally like, hey, we need a trailer. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Like now? I can't make a trailer now like oh what do you need a week no like we need more than a week the fuck is wrong with you like apple <laughs> i've heard the stories about apple it's interesting man uh, the thing is part of me wants to say like your ship the way you launched was so unique and so different but it's always unique and different and there is no normal so I can't say like what you experienced wasn't normal. It's never normal. There is no normal, right? Yeah. And what you've people, other people are going to talk to you about their launch experiences and they're going to say about falling over the cliff's edge and all of a sudden you have nothing to do, but you do still have stuff to do. And people are going to, because it's not like it used to be, you know what I mean? And yeah. people are going to talk about tracking sales and like, I can tell you stories about what it's like to, um, be terrible to look to refresh these web pages seeing how many sales you got in the first weekend because your first weekend mattered so much but that's not what it's like anymore especially for you right you got i mean i don't know the exact details of your contract but there's a certain amount of money that you're getting no matter what right it's um, just so yeah. different now I, I think getting the the funding early took a lot of pressure off, especially just how how crazy things are. One thing that's really cool is we're actually featured on, you know, the front of Apple Arcade, which is pretty cool. That happening, uh, nice on the on the launch for a game. Um, but yeah, it's I think one of the things you know I was reading you did the uh, the Reddit AMA, and and I actually learned a lot about your your background. I had no idea you worked on. Marvel Heroes Online. Yeah. Before I actually thought Bioshock was your first gig. No, and uh, uh, before I did that, I, um, I mean, your first game is never anything glamorous. Typically, uh, you're a unique case, William. But like my first game I worked on was actually canceled, 
uh, it was an MMO. I, I actually was like, it was right when the economy was collapsing and I was right. in college. And so I went out to, I managed to get a job. And so I just took the first job I could get. <laughs> I, I mean, I was really, really excited to break into the industry, but the economy was collapsing and I didn't even graduate. I just, as soon as I had an opportunity, I moved out and I just took it. And I just told my teachers they needed to find a way to make me graduate. And they did. Um, Cause I, I just like accepted some very low grades for the last few classes. <laughs> But uh, my first gig was working in MMOs. I worked there for about six months, and then the whole studio closed. And wow. then, then I worked on Marvel Heroes Online. I actually left there. I left them in good shape, but I left them before they shipped because um, that was going to be a very long project, and my role was really boring. Like, I was just... I, I love the Marvel Universe, but the, you can only skin so many humanoids to the same rig before you want to die. Right. And I just reached a point where I'm like, I'm skinning the, you know, 50th spandex ridden human being to the same fucking rig. And I just like there was no joy there. I had to go. Um, so, yeah, I was in the industry for a couple of years before I joined uh, Irrational. Yeah, I, I think so. You your perspective is like you, you've seen how how the industry changed, where I think like when I came in 2012, I sort of thought whatever was going on then was the norm. I mean, to be fair, I did too. Um, I was, I'm taking this launch a lot better than I took the Flame and the Flood. Like, I was devastated with the Flame and the Flood because if you, you your first launch sets a certain expectation for how things should go. Uh -huh. um, and I was used to AAA. My biggest launch was Bioshock Infinite. And so the idea of, and I, I knew obviously there'd be fewer players. I was, accustomed to a lot of things, but I wasn't accustomed to this idea that most of your sales won't be in the first weekend, like by far. Because mm -hmm. back then, whether you were indie or AAA, it didn't matter. Like 10 years ago, you got most of your sales early and then people sold your game back to the stores or, you know, uh, it was just different back then. And the idea of like, like right now, Kind has been out for 48 hours and there's no Metacritic and there won't be a Metacritic for a while because the critics are busy. Like, no. you know, I, the idea of that, the, we, the biggest thing for us was we needed the money and a lot of people in the Flame of the Flood had families right. and that game launched and we weren't prepared for the fact that revenue wouldn't come for a while and it would slowly build over time rather than in AAA or in the past, most of your revenue comes right when you launch and then it drops off. Whereas that one was kind of like a slow build and then a slow drop. Like they call that kind of a thick long tail. Um, I'm prepared for that now. I, I can see it happening with Kine and I accept it. Like Kine is not going to sell as many units this weekend. Uh, Kine is going to sell more. I'm going to get far more units in a month from now when it comes out on Stadia. Stadia, Google Stadia is really nice. They're going to do a giant push promoting Kine. That's going to get me a lot more sales on all platforms. I'll see, I'll quintuple the number of people playing. And then the first time it goes in sale, I'll see more. And then when it goes into, you know, like these other services, I'll see way more. Every time you make the game cheaper, way more people play. And so you don't launch a game and you're done anymore. You launch a game and then it just kind of grows. Even if it's a single player game, even if it's a fucking single player puzzle game, like most of the people playing won't play for a while. But that's my situation. Your situation is yeah. actually quite different. Because your game is free for everybody that has Apple Arcade. You launch directly into a live service. Um, so you actually have, I would guess, significantly more people playing your game right now. Yeah, I've not checked any of the stats. Uh. <laughs> Good. Yeah, that's fine. Don't. Don't. It doesn't matter. Um, as based on what I... I can't say anything. We can't talk about the the monetary details, but it like literally doesn't matter how many people are playing or not. Are you proud of what you made? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, it, it was seven years, and I honestly can't believe I did it. And uh, super happy with the work that turned out in the end, and like the team that that put it together. Yeah, I'm really proud of everyone on the team. Um, yeah, it's just like. Honestly, I can't believe I stuck with this for so long. <laughs> like, if you had told me, you know, when I started the project, 25-year-old me, that this was going to take seven years, I would have been like, no way. Uh, and it, it took a, this almost like a, 
like accepting your fate, you know, there's sort of like giving up your own ego to really move forward. Um, that I think has been very transformative. Man, every, there's no one, there's no standard experience. What you had is so unique and so yours, you know what I mean? And the challenges we faced are so different from what everybody else faced. Because you especially, like it's hard to be in a space where you're, there's a lot of like AAA or AA, and there's a lot of very small scale indies, but there's not many indies at your scale that are punching up and they especially aren't doing it as their first game. You're insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, should we be answering some of the, the questions in, in the chat? Sure, yeah, why not? I mean, it's a podcast, but we'll, uh, I'm sure they'll like it. Community podcast. Uh, yeah, because somebody's asking how I survived without income for seven years. Uh. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I did get some funding, but I was just super frugal the whole time. I don't think it was really healthy the way I did it. You don't think so? Like, what do you think is the healthy way to do it then? Well, I, I think part of it is that the the first, it got better, but I think the first two, three years, you know, when I started, I thought I was going to finish in three months. And I did not, and I remember going to GDC in 2014, and I would show it to people. I, like, I remember showing it to Rami, and he told me, he's like, yeah, you've got two years left on this. And I was like, nah, no way. Um, and so for a long, for those like two, three years, I just kept thinking I was only two months away and mm -hmm. not accepting the fact that I was in it for the long haul. So I would kept trying to like stay up all night, you know, do these like 18 hour work days because I'm, this one night is going to make the difference. And it wasn't until I think like 2015, 2016, you know, entering the like fourth year that I was like, wait a minute. You know, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. And I better start taking care of myself. And then the other thing too was I kept putting off life decisions. It was like I can't can't have fun. I can't do this. Like all these things that I wanted to do, I had to put off until the game was done. This is this is especially true, and you get this a lot in AAA because you feel everybody expects indies to slip. Like indies have no idea what the fuck they're doing. You know, there's this just general sense, like, of course you say that you're never going to ship on time. It'll be 10 times longer. Like there's this exceptions, but in AAA, you generally kind of think that people know what they're doing. It's just false. Uh, and you generally, <laughs> so you'll do things like you'll, uh, how do you put it? You'll schedule your wedding. So it'll happen four months after ship. And then the game will slip six months. <laughs> like these things, this is so common in AAA. It's unbelievable. Like it, it's the joke of you accident, you end up not going on vacation at all for the last year of your project, the last year. Because if initially you're like, well, I can't go on vacation this in these three months because I'm shipping there. And then you realize those three months move and move and move. This Everyone goes through this. Uh, but you went through it way too early. I mean, and we've talked about this before. You settled into a routine. You accepted that this is a job and so forth. Yeah. And I think when I turned 30, because, you know, for a long time, I was like, I, I got to finish this game before I turned 30. I just, I don't know why I thought that was such a big deal. And then I turned 30 and the game wasn't done. And I was like, I'm going to finish this game while I'm 30. And then finally I turned 31 and I was like, fuck it. It's going to take however long it's going to take. <laughs> so, but like, what was, was there a point, how do I put this? I think you were pretty close to shipping and then you signed the Apple deal and that pushed things back a bit, right? Not really, actually. I think I think they were, we didn't start talking to them until like three months. I think it must've been like May, May or June. And April, May, and I think they were interested because our expected release date was August, which lined up well with the launch. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of why they wanted to move ahead mainly. But yeah, they were, it didn't, it, we, we, our original plan was actually to come out on consoles at the same time as PC. But uh, when Apple approached us, that was when we dropped all of the console mm -hmm. development and then focused on Mac OS and iOS, TVOS. Yeah. yeah, we did talk about that. Cool. Were there any other ch uh, questions from the chat? I have so many questions for you. Like, uh, where to begin? How uh, did you have a lot of bugs at launch? Or are you doing okay there? 
We did have one, I think for the GTX 760 uh, GPUs, the edge detection just wasn't rendering. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> which is, that's a core part of our style. And part of that, what happened was we actually thought we were going to be a launch title on Apple Arcade, um, but we found out like two days before that, we got a message from them. They're like, hey, your game is crashing on iPod Touch. And our reaction was like, we have to support the iPod. We two we two questions were like, we have to support the iPod Touch, and they're still making those. <laughs> Turns out there is an iPod Touch 2019 model that we just were not accounting for, so it was defaulting to like a higher performance setting. So it was crashing, it was running out of memory. I had to go out that night, buy an iPod Touch, run it. It turned out to be an easy fix, but we missed that day. But the problem was that everybody had already scheduled their travel plans in october thinking mm. they'd be free and every you know mm. arthur our graphics programmer was in venice um but like we we, we put a fix out uh day one but i have was, i have a similar fucking story but like we stadia is coming online and this is new tech so it's like a it's a combination of things right like it's a new app on the phone it's a new app on like their tv it, it this is a new app as well as um new hardware there's a lot of things in flux it's a new console as well right so there was an issue for us that we fixed uh on the pixel phone for my game um but this issue is the result of like a i can't say much without breaking NDI. basically not our fucking fault but <laughs> not anybody's fault shit went down but unfortunately my um i'm only working with one programmer for the stadia port and he this was his vacation he was in italy i was supposed to be done two weeks ago so like i'm sitting here i don't like i'm not a programmer right i need there's literally a one line code that Epic did in their engine and I just need to, to get this one line of code into my game. But the thing is I've never compiled the game. The way the game compiles is through like an automated system that Elmore has. <laughs> it just turned into like a whole thing where he had to, he had to, what do you call it? From Italy, he I had to set up remote desktop. He remote desktoped into his computer at home and like integrated this one line fucking change. <laughs> So that I could put it through Stadia cert again. Stadia is coming out in a month. It's looking really good, guys. Get into it. But like, uh, I'm excited for Stadia. But but yeah, dev dev in a new platform, man. Hell of a thing. Yeah. Um, Kate no. has a question that I think I'd like to talk to you about. That I think is relevant to you as well. You know, Kate's asking about like the length of development and then people finishing it, and I. I, that, that ties into something that I've always wondered, which is when you make a personal game and how how do you feel about that when it's out there? Um, yeah, because reading your AMA, you were saying Kind was like one of many prototypes that, that finally got you excited again. And yeah. I don't know if you see it as like a, a, a reflection of part of who you are. I think it always... You know, anything you make has to be, but is um, this one sort of like intentionally so? Well, I mean, I get, so for me, I get bored, right? Um, and I like doing different things. And I, to Kate's point, Kate says that kind feels kind of lengthy. Uh, I, I would like to touch on lengths of games because like highly replayable games are generally seen as being more value. I personally prefer kind of single player shorter experiences to me personally i think like a the ideal game is probably a seven or eight hour game and i wish con was like a little bit longer and had a little bit more meat but simultaneously i wish i'd cut more i think so the fastest person as far as puzzle games go is elliot like he's really really good at puzzle games and he played both of our games some of the days they came out and i think he beat mine in six hours and yours in like close to that like five hours and change but he's fast. Like he's like the fastest fucking puzzle guy, right? Uh, I think I'm proud of Kine. I wish it was a little bit longer personally to touch on the length of this stuff. As far as your question about personal, um, that being said, I, there's games that are extremely short. Like Eliza is fantastic. I really, really deeply enjoyed that game, but it was 
probably more of a four hour experience. And I, I think these are, I think this is a good length of time for a game. What else am I trying to say? There is something about spending years and years on something and watching somebody beat it in a matter of hours that really, <laughs> like I'm used to it because I'm an animator. Animators spend a shit ton of time on two seconds. So I'm very familiar with that feeling. I don't know how you feel about that, William. I don't know if you were braced for that. Like no. you, did you know that you were gonna spend seven, like you knew conceptually how long your game was. Did you know you would spend seven years in a game and then somebody would beat it in like, eh, uh, You know, six I, I'm, I'm honestly just happy that people are beating it because for a long time there was one version of the game that people were not finishing. Uh, yeah. uh, and we, we kind of, we had to cut a lot of stuff, do a lot of surgery. Um, and it, it's almost hard for me to imagine there being more to the game without it being repetitive. Filler. Yeah. 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 No. So here's a good thing, example. Like I know one of the earlier builds, we used to have these levels that I would call, we used to have these puzzles that I would call exam puzzles. And I think calling them exam puzzles is in, in the, the name itself is already indication that they're not that fun. Because yeah. basically you'd learn like concept A, concept B, concept C, and then I would just have a puzzle that had A, B, and C together. Um, and then I sort of took a step back and I was like, you know what, those aren't that fun. All I want is for the puzzle to have this aha moment. And if it didn't have that, then let's just take it out. Because yeah. it's not about um, getting you to, I didn't want you to feel like you were taking a test. Yeah, I respect that. I actually wish I had cut more of mine in the middle. Like I wish mine was a little bit shorter. Um, I don't think being longer is necessarily a good thing. I think you did right. I I have to play Manifold Garden still. I'm going to <laughs> pop some drama mean before I do. I struggle with first person games. You have no idea. Like I'll get it done, but it'll. Um, I can't even watch people stream it. Like it hurts. Uh, it, that's a Gwen problem. But I will play that game. I'm really excited for you. And I'm glad you cut it down to being the thing that you wanted it to be. And I do think, especially for games of this style, I think having more content, some puzzle games do end up being longer. Like Pipe Push Paradise took quite a bit longer. Um, and I don't think it was because there were more puzzles. I think it was because it was a harder game with more hardcore puzzles that just take a lot longer to make. And you have to be somebody that wants to make those. And your audience is going to be different. Your audience is going to be somebody who wants to sit down and beat those. You know what I mean? Whereas right. I think you were making a game with a lot of spirit and soul in it, you know? And I, I don't think you were making a game that was supposed to be punishingly difficult. I think you made a game, from everything I've seen, you made a game that had a lot of expression to it. And that really, and you've already said you wanted to make something that people finished. So I don't know. It makes sense to me. Yeah, we did, um, we, we are, we got a couple of puzzles. I ended up, one thing that helped a lot was we brought on uh, Geert Nellen. hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Uh, it's a Dutch name, Geert Nellen. Uh, he came on, I think a year ago, because I, and helped us. He worked on this game, uh, Metrico. It's, it's like this uh, yeah. for PS Vita, uh, really cool, like spreadsheets as platformer, you know? Um, and he came in as like a design consultant to help us cut because I just had this mess of the game. I, it was, it was almost like a film editor. You know, I just had all this footage and I couldn't see what was important. And he really helped us find out like the golden path. Uh, mm -hmm. And then we, then I think like th three, three, four months before ship, we brought him back to help with the ending, which again, I just could not. We had the ending and, and our producer, Kevin, was like, hey, you've got to finish the ending because the musician and the sound designer need you to lock down the design so they can get to work. Oh, you said before you launched, by the way, you said the indiest shit I've ever heard where you, you were talking to me and you're like, yeah, well, the music is an end for the end, but we're going to ship it anyway and we'll patch it on the first <laughs> day. And I was like, holy mother of God, that is yeah. the indiest shit I have ever heard. But I told my composer to chill and take a break. You know, it's important that it's important to relax in life, but we'll patch it in tomorrow. I'm like, you're going to, you're planning it <laughs> the day before launch. You're planning a day one patch. Are you out of your mind? I, I think... I actually want to rant for like a second if it's okay because this is sure. like, like, I don't know where to go with this. So 
I, I get this from you're not the only one to be fair I yeah. I was I made a joke on Twitter where I was like oh what do I do now it's, I've got nothing to do it's 24 hours and somebody's like cram a change into the game look when you're launching on multiple platforms here's what it's like work backwards right from your launch you need to have keys to the press about a week or two before launch unless you're a total asshole like you don't want the press to have to crunch so you have to get the keys to the press about a week or two before launch you can't give keys until you're done with your storefront you can't submit your store it's submitting your store storefront takes a week minimum you're gonna fail the first time so in reality submitting your storefront is gonna take two weeks minimum for each storefront right you can't submit your storefront on xbox ps4 switch etc until you've gone through cert it takes a, a solid month to get through cert right so yeah. it's not this this concept of like i'll just change shit right before launch like it's literally impossible if you make a change that change has to go through submissions and isn't going to be in anyways like but i think because so many indies are pc focused or i guess like how did you patch in one day on apple arcade well, that that is that is actually more like consoles. Um, I'll be honest; I don't quite know how the patch process on Apple works, <laughs> and I'm not sure Apple does. I think we're all just still figuring stuff out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going up for for PC first. Yeah. Got it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So PC is so simple. I will say yeah. with especially. Have you launched on Steam or? Not it, yet, no. Okay. Never, or yeah. like, I mean, ever. Have you ever launched anything on Steam? Never. Yeah, no. There's a, there, Epic is simultaneous. The Epic Game Store is simultaneously beautiful and horrifying. And that basically you upload a build and you just click that one and then it's live. Like there's no, there isn't even a prompt. Like, you sure? Like nothing. Uh, there's no filter. Which uh, the first time I did it, cause like my I'm primarily console first. When I did that, I was like, "Oh, Jesus, <laughs> that can't possibly be true." And I look over, like I clicked that button, and on my other screen I had the Epic Store, and it just popped up and automatically downloaded. I'm like, "Wow, that's dangerous. Like that's too much power. You can't be giving people that kind of power, William. Yeah. Like that's terrifying." We use uh, you know, we did a lot of beta testing on Itch. I think we had like by the time we shipped, maybe six, seven hundred beta testers. Uh, so we're still using it just kind of the um, the the staging area. You know, we'll we'll push it first, make make sure that that build runs, and then uh, we'll submit it to interesting. Epic. Yeah. yeah, but you you're not for sale on itch, right? Yeah, no, but yeah. and it's it's just our beta testers who've been playing the game. Mm -hmm. I think probably like three four years. Now. They're they're used to things being broken all the time. That's good. You got a good group there. No. Yeah, and so I think that that's also one thing that made launch like the, the I always wanted launch to be feel just like another day, you know, like that we were used to getting builds out on a regular basis. Yeah, uh, I think by the time, yeah, I would say maybe like the month or two leading up to launch, we were basically pushing new builds edge daily. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I think I I mean, I always do that. I did the same thing, but I did it with Steam, uh, which is cool. But I don't have massive playtesters. It's just like me and three people. Um, I'm trying to think. Ours, I don't have it quite as good as you. I have I have an automated build system for the consoles and stuff, but uh, that Elmore runs, and I he basically every time I do a check into Perforce, it automatically creates all the builds and then puts them up on a yep. Google Drive. And then I can like deploy them to my Xbox and stuff, but there's still the upload process and you still have to go through like submissions for each of the, for each patch and so forth. And so I only did that at like the one time at the end. <laughs> well, the one time at the end and then again, cause I failed search and then again, <laughs> I like, I fucking, I'm, I am never doing a multi-console launch again. I am finding one console and I'm getting an exclusivity deal with it and that's it. Like, I can't do this. Especially because each console is like actually three, right? Like you don't just do Sony, you do Sony of America, Sony of Europe and Sony right. of, and I couldn't, like I gave up on Asia. Like I, cause it's, I can't read Chinese as part of the, or Japanese in some cases. I like, I just gave up. It, like I can't launch in Japan without a zero rating and I can't get a zero rating without 
I don't know, spinning in a circle four times and throwing a chicken over a fence, and I just lost my mind. Like, God. it's just unbelievable. And every, oh God, like those last couple weeks, man, like the number of times I had to export a trailer, I have hundreds of the same trailer over and over. I have one in each language for Peggy. I have some, I had to re the number of times I had to re-encode them because the way they need to be encoded for one storefront, <laughs> like for the Sony Europe is different from Sony America. Like I've, I've lost, by the time we launched, I didn't remember kind anymore. Like uh, I you should, uh, <laughs> you should see some of the requests Apple had for us. They asked for like a bunch of 4K videos, which took us forever to upload. And then we, and they wanted it ProRes, encoded ProRes, and then we uploaded them. And they're like, we actually need 4K by 4K. To which it's like, how how do you even capture that? Mm. Um. <laughs> yeah, I had to buy a capture card to capture directly off the Switch for some of their stuff. It's just like fucking God. Oh, can you it's not a- use PC footage for? You can't for, for your Switch? trailer. You couldn't for one of their promos. It, it just, I, I like, I don't. I don't know how to explain what a fucking nightmare that was. Like, I don't, like, I just, uh, never, no, next time I, I'm jumping in with one storefront, you did the best imaginable thing. Like, I think you, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to say you accidentally nailed it, but you fucking nailed it. Like, do you, cause you only had to do one PC storefront too. And the PC yeah. storefronts are easier, but still like two storefronts. That sounds delicious. Well done. Sorry, this is turning into my therapy. So, like, just rant about launching. I like. Uh. Well, actually, the other day on stream, I was like, I said, "This is, this is good, and it's cheaper than therapy." So. <laughs> oh my god. But um, I have a question. Would you work with Apple again, given all the requirements, iPod mal- malarkey, and them telling you your own release date? Are you? How do you feel about Apple, William Chair? Uh, they're great. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's a new audience. It was a challenge, definitely, for us to to you know do all of that in in three months. But it's exciting to be, and you're doing that too with Stadia to be like part of a new platform, right? I, I kind of oh yeah definitely too late for PS4, too five, too early for PS5. I don't know what's going on with Xbox. I don't have any contacts at Sony and I the ID at Xbox team is a large turnover and you never you're stuck in a place where like you could hate Apple right now but you would have to say the same words you just said right because we never know you never <laughs> like you don't want to burn those bridges that's other thing so that's a cruel no, question I, I definitely don't don't hate there's no hate there, there's there's a lot of love I mean you know for them to, to have chosen the game and supported it yeah uh, it's it's more like it was just chaotic. Um, mm-hmm. It was stressful launching, which I think any any launch is. Um, but we learned a lot, you know, as a team, uh, as just kind of get going through that, and, and also seeing seeing what it's like to be to be part of something new. Yeah. So the the other thing is like, <laughs> it's exciting because you're doing a new. This is your first game. And this is a new team getting together, but Apple Arcade, that's a new team too, right? And like Stadia, these guys are, they're a new team doing a new thing too. Ep- and Epic's Game Store, I mean, I don't, maybe you don't have a feeling for what it's like when you're working with an established store versus a new one. So you actually don't know the difference, but this is a new thing. Like this is, uh, the Epic way is interesting because it's like, when I first started working with them and set up my page, like months and months ago, back then they didn't have their back end at all. So it was just us in a Slack and I would just give them images and there was no way for me to see what the storefront would look like until it was live. So they would just send me like images of what mockups of what it will probably look like. And then they would push it live to the world and then I'd see it. Like it's kind of wild to be to see something like that grow and develop. And it's cool to to have your studio grow and develop alongside of a service like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what are your, do you- I, Although I did, I actually did have a bit of experience with an established storefront working with Sony. When, when we were getting, mm-hmm. you know, we were, we're still working on the PS4 build, but that was, 
uh, yeah, it is. It, I was surprised at how informal working with uh, Epic, you know, especially Epic where we just have a Slack channel and then Apple, it's a lot of emails where you just kind of email up your, your contact and like, hey, we need this. Whereas with Sony, they've done it a million times. So it's on their website. It's like, there's Sony. probably some document explaining what you need to do. So you just I, have to I don't know if you I don't know if you fit this as well, but I can't, you have to have a static IP in order to work with Sony in order to go to their website, right? Yes. So every time I want to do anything with Sony, I have to like do this remote VPN thing, like to a static IP. So it's like, it's a massive drag. I personally, uh, the bigger companies also just have a lot more process. I mean, there will be a process at some point with Epic, but it's kind of nice being there when it's new and loose. Um, yeah. What are you, uh, are you going to keep this team together? What's the, what, what are you doing for vacation? Like, what are you going to do to unwind right now? Uh, not thought about that. Yeah. We are going to have a small post launch party kind of at the beginning of November where a bunch of people on the team are, are coming into, to Chicago and we're, we're going to hang out and, you know, finally it's an opportunity for a lot of us to be in the same space same physical space together at the same time. Actually, these days, just it's it's actually with everyone's schedules, it's tough to even be online at the same time. Yeah, uh, you know, we've got people in Europe, in LA, um, Chicago. So that that's kind of the only break we've got planned. Um, we're jumping into like moving full steam ahead with the console versions. Yeah. So I think for the next 12 months, I'll be pretty busy. I am thinking of going to Russia in oh, May shit. for uh, the DevGam conference. And I think that'll be my that'll be my vacation. Yeah, I uh, decided at the very last second I'd go to Reboot develop in like two weeks. So <laughs> where is uh, Reboot? Canada. Like, I know there. it was weird. There was just an opportunity that came up and I was like, you know what? Fuck it, sir. Uh, and then I'm thinking, like, maybe I'll just go to MIGS after that. Like, I'm just going to start conference hopping just to keep my mind <laughs> off shit. <laughs> yeah, I stopped doing that. I went to, like, 30 conferences between 2014 and 2016. It was almost, I think it averaged to, like, one a month. And then Dude. I had to stop because it was just too exhausting. I wasn't getting any. I mean, you, you get a lot of work done, but work that's specific to conferences. So you're able to, like, iterate, but you never redo the sort of underlying architecture right because you're you never want to sometimes you got to take things apart got it so you're going to conferences to show the game and stuff exactly yeah. and it helped a lot but then at some point it was like hey we need to sit down and redo the safe system yeah which is not something that we can show and that's something where the game's going to be broken for oh. you know three four months before we no fix that. i uh i'm not putting I'm not going to conferences to uh, showcase kind. I'm going to conferences to get drunk with other game developers to celebrate. This is how I, I don't have a team I can celebrate with, right? Like, did I lose you, dude? Oh no, you, every now and then no, you stand, here. every now and then you stand very still and I get freaked out that we've lost the feed. But uh, I don't, I can't do like a party cause it would just be like me and Mitchell uh, <laughs> <laughs> drinking. And it's kind of like, you did a good soundtrack, Mitchell. He'd be like, yeah, I did. And then be kind of like, all right, cool. <laughs> so no, I'm just going to go live it up with some of my friends in Canada and so forth. All right. What are other questions we got here? Blink twice if Apple's making you say this. <laughs> Do I only ship on storefronts owned by people called Tim? <laughs> Tim Cook and Tim Sweeney. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, I was watching John Jonathan Blow play the game last night, and that was on his stream, and that was a trip because you know, watching indie game the movie. Is that what inspired like, you? Yeah, seven years ago, a friend of mine at the uh, I had worked in advertising for seven months, and I became friends with this guy Lane, who was also my neighbor, mm -hmm. and he. He was really into video games. I remember he showed me like Journey, Flower uh, on PS4, and he had backed the movie on Kickstarter. And he's like, hey, you know, I just got the key. You want to come over and watch it? And and after, I was like, wow, this actually looks like a really cool medium. I want to try it. 
Uh, apparently, John is streaming right now, but nice. we got this podcast here. <laughs> is he streaming Manifold Garden? Yes. Nice. Cool. Dude. Right, that, was a, that was a cool moment, you know, just to sort of like... You felt like it went full circle, kind of like your yeah. game. Yes, Every, yes. Everything wraps around. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Congratulations. Is that... Uh, what are, I don't know how to ask this question. Like, do you feel like you've hit success yet? I don't know what to say. Like, what is, uh, you know, this is bullshit. You try to find success, right? And then you don't really know what's going to happen when you launch. And then you have launch. And then you just kind of decide how you feel about it retroactively almost. And we're still way too close to really kind of figure out, like, at some point weeks from now, I want to do a proper postmortem with you. Where it's like, yeah. what did I learn? What would I really do differently? Because I think it's just too close right now. About the, the success question, you know, a lot of the uh, these these sort of deals uh, with Epic Apple did not really happen until I think like four or five months ago. Mm -hmm. um, they they were relatively late in development, and before that, just seeing a lot of the discussions about indie apocalypse, I I was I was honestly I was super worried. Right, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of. Uh, wish lists on Steam and then I didn't I certainly believed in the game, but but you know, you want to do a reality check. So I, I had kind of like made peace with the fact that the game might not sell any copies. Like I just I mentally prepared myself for that. And so I was like, what for me, what what is what do I like one of the things that I was really worried about was how do I how do I move on? in life after spending seven years working on something that sells zero copies. It's like, how, how do I not live the rest of my life with this defining me as a failure? You know, mm -hmm. Even though I know it doesn't, it's like, how do you separate that? And so I did a lot of thinking and I was like, for me, success is just finishing it. As long as I finish this game, that to me is success and any money I make is just bonus. Yeah. So I think that that has helped me. Like, so I, I feel, you know, I haven't checked any of the numbers. I don't. I haven't checked the stats. It seems like people like it. Um, we've got some some bug reports already. All of people they report bugs on like YouTube comments, like Twitter DMs, Discord, and we're, we're consolidating all that. But but it has been. Um, but yeah, I feel good. You know, I'm like, I set out to do this thing and I stuck with it and I shipped it and I'm proud of the game and, and the team that put together. And I learned a lot. So that for me is already, it's already successful. I'll admit I yeah. was a bit worried about you because partly because it was such a long process and partly because of certain things like you just that mm, you went into that subreddit called fuck epic and <laughs> and started replying to people um you're not gonna win those people like there's going to be a lot of people giving you the comments you get on youtube are not gonna be happy people and this isn't because of anything you've done when people are happy with a game they play the game sometimes they tell you they like it but mostly they play the game however when people are unhappy with the game those people go on the internet and talk about it. And so if you're on the internet looking at what people are saying on these comments on YouTube and stuff, all you're going to see are bugs and unhappy people for the most part. Like it's pretty, it's a rare human that's like, I like this so much, I'm going to go tell them. Like that's yeah. not as common. And so that's why, and I think if you're in AAA, you know that a lot more. Like if you come from working on an online game, especially, your forums are full of the problems with the game. And yeah. the things that are that should be nerfed, and the things that are totally broken, you know, th that's the stuff that's going to be on your forums. The people who are happy with the game are currently playing the game, um, and because they're happy and they're doing the thing that makes them happy. Do you understand what I'm saying? Definitely, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, the YouTube comments have actually been been very positive. That's but good. Yeah, I, I definitely was on. I think when I first saw those posts, I went in and just responded to everyone. And then I realized it was a losing battle and wasn't doing me any good. And also like, I there was like, there's been two, another fuck 
epic thread where because polygon wrote an article and i was like hey after seven years uh you know manifold guardians finally coming out on the epic store and they were it was interesting seeing the narratives that were constructed they were like after seven years this guy decides to spit in the face of his fans and it just yeah it was like it couldn't be farther from the truth and i i just realized that's not you know yeah, there was no point. The thing in is, engaging. I didn't even know there was that Reddit until I was hanging out in your channel and you were started talking about it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you know about it. I wish you didn't know about it. Like, the you can't seek out the negativity like that. I, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't want to give you advice on this. It's just, yeah, the internet. You know, the internet, right? Yes. All right. <laughs> You did an amazing thing here. You should feel insanely proud. And I know the next thing is probably crippling fear, but, uh, and I, I don't want to give you advice, but you know, no, I'd love to, I'd love to hear you. You've done this, you know, a bunch of times. This is I'm not, so no, the, I, I'm trying to explain this to you. Every launch is completely different. And right. The way you feel about the launch is different. The way I feel about this launch of kind is so insanely different from the way I felt like when I was at a rational for one thing by the time we launched I had already rolled off the project and had gone to Hawaii uh <laughs> and then come back like because because of that cycle I told you is even longer in AAA like the entire team rolls off like three months even the engine programmers roll off two months before launch and are told to leave the studio and go away because it just takes time for the marketing team to get everything lined up because it takes time to go oh, wow. through search on all the platforms and with a large like a 60 hour game you need to give the press keys ideally three weeks before launch and that game had better be fucking done and you can't give the press keys until the game is through cert and you can't get through cert like so like minimum two months before launch the entire team of over 100 people are gone and then you come back to the office later and then you see what the press think and you're you know I like that kind of launch is so extremely different from the launch of the flame of the flood is so extremely different from the launch of kind that i it's difficult for me to give you advice and i think it's honestly pretty you have just experienced what should be the most in my mind the most difficult and painful imaginable moment where like i'm amazed you haven't just dropped off the cliff and started wondering what to do with <laughs> your life like you're describing earlier and so i i'm I would, I mean, I don't know what to advise to you, but I think getting really excited about a vacation where you just, you know, drop some real hard drugs wouldn't be the worst idea. <laughs> like, or I, I don't know what you do to, you know, oh God, I don't want to say that either. Cause the worst thing about the end of this is when all of a sudden you have that moment where you're like, what did I used to do? Do you know what I mean? Right. Uh, I don't know if you felt it yet or if you that might just be something if you experience hard crunch right like it, with kind I just finished crunching for two years straight right and so I have a weekend and I'm like what is weekend what do people mm. do I'm just like going for walks looking at people like what do these fuckers do like what did they mm. do I don't understand and you have these kind of moments but I'm rambling I think yeah. I think vacation would be good Certainly, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting that. But we've we've also, I think, for us internally, we we focus so much on routines, just kind of doing, doing the same thing, and then repeating that every day. Mm -hmm. And right now, what we're trying to do is just figure out a routine for, for post-launch. You know, how do we? Okay, you know, Kevin is checking the forums for bug reports. I'm doing email, and then we consolidate that, and then we discuss, like, okay, this, this is what we want to work on. Actually, one of the things that we want to do this coming week, so so I guess I feel like these routines are keeping me busy, that nothing's really... Yeah, that, that is It feels true. like another day. You do have people. That helps a lot. Yes. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that we want to do is sit down as a team and talk about at what point is the game finished for us? Um, hmm. Especially I, with now, like we can always add more content. We can always fix these tiny bugs. And I, I, I don't want us to have a moving goalpost where, you yeah. know, every email that comes in, we're like, we have to do this. We should just be like, hey, you know, let, here's what we ship with. What else is there that we'd like to add that we would be happy to consider it done? And let's get to that. 
And then, you know, if we want to continue working on it, that's a second conversation. But I want us to to set our own goals uh, mm -hmm. moving forward. Yeah, it is definitely unique these days because you ship and then you definitely have like uh, shipping isn't the end, especially because you still have console launches coming up and so forth. So that's kind of nice, actually. You have a kind of like down ramp, which is good. At some point, give yourself the space to be bored. I guess that would be something I would advise. Yeah. Good I guess like what, what are you thinking, you know, because you've got Stadia coming up. That's nope. yeah, I put that in cert already, so that should be done. Yeah. Have they announced an exact date or is it just they did. November? November oh, they did. November nineteenth, yeah. So Oh wow, okay, a month from now. One month, yep. Yeah. I, uh, so there, but there's nothing for you to do at this point. I should be done. I submitted to cert. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I mean that's um they're a very different storefront. They have a lot of process. Uh and they've their team is extremely experienced. A lot of them come from Sony and so forth. Um, so you were working with Epic, that's mostly like, here's a file in Slack, and I love that, man, I fucking love no process. But with Stadia, it's a lot more of um, shit tons of documentation. They want everything to be very perfect and precise. And I'm really looking forward to their launch. Um, they are, is, you have to walk a line because I can't break NDA in any way, but I like, I really want them to succeed very badly. I like the people there a lot. I think they're very smart and very sharp. I think the thing they are building is incredibly impressive technically. I think the thing they are building is going to need, it's just going to take time to catch on. Like it's going to be something that slowly rolls out across the world and that you're aware sticking with a large project for a long time is draining. And I think the people there are capable of doing it. And I'm hoping that Google sticks with it. And I think, um, I mean, everybody at Google reads, everybody reads the internet. Everybody knows what the criticisms are about them, right? And I think everybody on Stadia has heard like this, the people online who are like, this is just going to get canceled. So put yourself in the shoes of somebody that's working on Stadia, or you go in every day. Yeah. And you're and you're working this thing that's difficult and it's going to take a really long time and all you read on the internet is how your company is going to cancel your project, like that must suck. Um, yeah, I remember seeing the. Uh, I, I think they were. It was all that stuff going around a few weeks ago about the predictive um, capabilities. Yeah. I mean, it, it totally made sense when you looked into it, but people were making fun, saying it was impossible. It's like, well, you know, they're sort of just caching the the most likely move so that they're ready. I think um, personally, I think I would have just not mentioned that until it was already out and working and then been like, here's how we did it. Basically we're fucking gods. Like that's the way I would have approached it. Um, I don't know if I would have talked about it. PR is a difficult thing though. It's hard to know exactly what to do. And you want to let, like they are still, you run a company now, you get it. You want to let people who are passionate about their tech talk about it and brag about it and feel like ownership and so forth. And so <laughs> you want to let your employees do that, right? Like yeah, you can I really want Arthur, our graphics programmer, to make a video explaining, you know, how he did the edge detection and MMSA, but mostly so I can understand what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there's times when like I'll make a video or I'll write I'll explain something to somebody in writing and then I'll I'll bookmark it so I can go back later because I'm totally going to forget <laughs> how my own systems work a couple of years right. later, you know, but there was a while for, I would used to, I, I took down my blog posts. It, it's done for now. I should bring it back up. But I, I had written a couple of blog posts about like uh, post-process um, shaders. And I remember having to read one of them to, to, to solve a bug. And I was <laughs> like, Oh, I'm glad I wrote this down. <laughs> <laughs> That does make me question myself sometimes though, you know what I mean? Like, am I slipping? What? A Damn, I used to be smart. Like when you look at your best work from like back in the day. Oh, I think God. of it like you just have limited RAM, you know? You mm -hmm. can only keep so much in your head. Yeah, totally. Dude, have people, hmm. Have people asked you questions or made done anything to make you grumpy? If I if I ask you what you're what you're thinking about doing next or where, how you're feeling about go, things going forward, will you get grumpy? Is it too soon to think about that? No, no, we're we're good. I mean, it's it's yeah. gotten there's a few uh, 
we're, we're, yeah, I'm super happy seeing most, I think most of the people playing the game are having a good time and they really like it. We've gotten really positive messages. There's a couple of one-star reviews on the uh, arcade version, but what's happening there and, and is, so in the very first room of the game, you know, you learn to move around, you learn to look around, uh, you learn to gravity change, and there's a button that you have to press. And on the iOS version, we have words saying, you know, move around, you know, do this to look, do this to gravity change. And then when it comes to pressing the button, there's no text. The button just highlights in the middle of the screen. And we thought that would be enough that people would tap it. Mm-hmm. But apparently a lot of people are not doing that because they're waiting the instruction. And so they're spending, I guess they're, they're, they're like getting stuck in that first room. Um, yeah. And then we're getting these uh, ones that reviews that's like unplayable on iOS, stuck in first room. <laughs> so we're going to, we got to go and, and, and add that. I mean, I do see now the like the inconsistency in our instructions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think part of it too is when we did QA, it was the same company that's played the PC version, that's played the console versions. So those people are like, oh yeah, we know exactly what to do. Um, yeah, shoot. Well, that's yeah, we'll, an easy we'll figure thing, it out. Yeah, you'll patch that and that'll be done. I mean, like I said, and more people are going to play it when it comes out on more different platforms. Uh, it's just launching isn't what it used to be. Yeah, and you'll you'll see it's it's interesting people are using the ratings because you can't really, you know, it's not like they're threats like you can't answer someone else's mm. rating, but people are like. Oh, hey, you just have to press tap that button. Like the iOS controls are fine. You just have to do this. And so you're like scrolling through the, the comments and it's all people are having conversations with each other. Oh, dude, I miss forums now. <laughs> I don't have any because that is the one thing. There's no ratings on Epic. Uh, and I haven't looked. Maybe I should look into some stuff. Why haven't I updated my Twitch channel with key art? Uh, that's a good question. I stopped streaming. Like, I just hit a point where it was too much effort. I need to get back into streaming regularly. Do you think you will? You'll keep streaming, not the game's out? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, it's been one of the best things that I discovered, uh, you know, making the game. Because I think, especially but even before I had the team, I think I was alone for like three years. I wasn't streaming. And I just remember it was like you'd have a problem you know, when, when you're kind of struggling with the code, you're just sort of doing that by yourself. And then when you finally solve it, there was no one to share that victory with you. Yeah. Um, but doing it on stream, you know, we've been, some people have been watching for like four four years maybe. And that was really exciting when we launched to celebrate together. Cause I think those people really understood what, what the journey has been like. Like yeah. they've been there the whole time. So that was, yeah, the, the community has been great. And I, I just really like, you know, for me, it's like going into an office. Before I streamed, I was very worried. Like a friend of mine suggested that I check out, I try streaming and I was like, I don't have time to write up a, a script every time I go live. Cause I was thinking of streaming like a TV show. And now I realize it's actually just hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard for me to get work done. I don't know how to explain it. Like I, I work at a slower pace when I'm streaming because I'm talking to people. <laughs> and so uh, and I, it's fun. It was more fun early on uh, is a way is a tool to stay motivated and to stay accountable. Yeah. And it, once I had a team, it dropped off as far as like usefulness because I had people to keep me accountable. And also I need, had a lot more work to do. You know what I mean? Right. I still find it helpful. You know, a lot of times when I need to get through like kind of the boring design work yeah it's helpful just to put it on and you you can be like half distracted but still making progress but yeah if i do really need to to focus and especially because i like to listen to like one song on repeat for hours and that would just drive everyone crazy i do the same thing that's so funny yeah i'll find one song that first up like I'll, i'll be on a random spotify thing and one song will just be like find that one and now it's yeah. just going to be repeated for the rest of the day because it's the <laughs> only way I can zone in. 
All right. I think we should, this has been a pretty long podcast, so I'm going to wrap up the podcast and then we'll just hang out. Okay. Sure. Definitely. All right. So this has been Gwen Frey and William Cheer, and you've been in the dialogue box.